Welcome to Radio Lumi, the Luminato Festival Toronto's audio-only experience, day one. The next five days are packed with amazing content, and Radio Lumi is the place to listen. Our content is geared towards a blind and low-vision audience, but it's also perfect for anyone who's got screen fatigue, wants to experience the festival in a new way, or loves multitasking. This is the place to be if you're driving, walking, or needing your latest batch of sourdough. We want to give a huge thank you to David W. Bennett for the generous support that's made Radio Lumi possible. We also want to direct everyone to the Luminato website, www.luminato.com, where you can dive in deeper into each of the works and artists that you'll hear on Radio Lumi. If you caught some of our programming back in June, welcome back. We've gathered the same excellent Radio Lumi broadcasting team, and we've got an incredible lineup of described artistic works, artist spotlights, compelling interviews, and a range of music that's fun and innovative. Let's introduce the Radio Lumi team, starting with Rebecca Singh. Hey, I'm Rebecca Singh. Um, thanks so much. And uh, I'm an audio describer. I'm also uh, a performer and I run a company that provides audio description services. And uh, I'm really excited to be part of this. I'll, I'll take a second and describe myself. Uh, so I am in my 40s. I'm a mixed race person of uh, Black and European um, background. I have uh, coily hair. Um, today I'm wearing an orange shirt and actually on my orange the t-shirt um, there is an Anishinaabek jingle dancer um, uh, standing in profile um, and I'm in my studio my little studio space um, I'm going to be working on a couple of projects for uh, Radio Lumi I'm very excited to be involved with them um, one is a project called Henry G20 and that is a, it's an audio experience uh, to begin with, uh, along with a walk. Another one is um, called New Monuments. And that is a going to be a described video experience uh, that we'll be featuring here on Radio Lumi as well. Um, and then I'm so excited to work on Misha's Gospel Brunch, which is actually an in-person musical experience. And I will be um, bringing that experience to all of your wonderful listening ears. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. And now I think I'll pass the torch along to JJ. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Um, so I'm JJ Hunt. Uh, I'm also a describer. I've been describing for about uh, 20 years. I describe uh, film, TV, art, live events, kind of anything and everything. If it has visuals, I am happy to try and describe it. I'm also a storyteller. Um, over the last few years, I've been experimenting with the intersection or maybe the overlap of description and storytelling. And I'm a podcaster. I do, uh, I've done some deep dive description of the James Bond franchise. I've shared some of my description rich ghost stories in podcast form. And I'm uh, one half of the team behind the award-winning Talk Description to Me podcast, where we share description rich conversations about the visuals of the world around us. That show is co-hosted by a very smashing, delightful woman named Christine. She's brilliant. I highly recommend tracking her down if you can. Um, as far as the description of myself, I am a middle-aged white guy, got uh, silver hair, a silver beard, 
and I am hanging out in my basement studio today. And uh, for Luminata this year, I've pitched in on some description content for In the Wake of Progress, um, built on genocides, Gidwin, and guided by Starlight. So those are some of my contributions to Luminata this year. Uh, I should pass it over to Remya. Remya, you want to tell folks about your amazing self? Thanks, JJ. Absolutely. Um, I'll start with my my physical description, my self description. Uh, I'm 28. I'm a Sri Lankan Canadian woman. I'm about five foot tall. This might be the only time that I said that and not lied about it. I'm medium. <laughs> I have medium brown skin. I have black hair, which is uh, straightish, a little wavy, uh, and black eyes. I work for Accessible Media Inc., uh, AMI as we call it, and I'm part of the daily two-hour live arts and entertainment show, arts, entertainment, lifestyle. We pretty much talk about everything. Um, I am the co-host of that show, and the main host is Kelly McDonald. He's a blast to work with. We talk to guests and contributors about everything and anything under the sun. Uh, and it's a lot of fun every single day. We have tons of disability content. Uh, as I do identify as low vision, I have just a lot of experience and knowledge to talk with and to people about uh, disability related content. Also, I'm the co-creator of Adventures, which is a chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. We uh, do a lot of work, but it's mostly fun uh, in Toronto and the greater Toronto area. We basically try to create and curate physical activities and opportunities for people in the blind and low vision community to step out of their comfort zone and try something new. We've done things like uh, axe throwing and um, dance classes and uh, working on a lot of other exciting things to come. On Radio Lumi and during the Luminato Festival, I'm really excited to work with Rebecca Singh on New Monuments, um, the dance film with a lot of description, but a ton of great conversation around that as well, uh, which is premiering on CBC Gem. We're super excited about that. Also, Henry G20 is a huge project that we're excited to bring to you on Radio Lumi. Uh, we're going to bring you the armchair experience, which is audio only and a lot of fun um, if you have low vision if you're blind or like Christine says for any other reason you're listening to Radio Lumi the armchair experience of Henry G20 uh, which is a walkthrough of this incredible and immersive app is going to be a lot of fun also guided by Starlight I'm really looking forward to um, hearing artist conversations as well as music from the guided by Starlight features that we will have on Radio Lumi that's it for me and I'll pass it back to you Chris Thank you. Gosh, what a refresher on how lucky I am to be working in such a fantastic team. You guys are so great. Um, my name is Christine Malik. I'm in my early 50s attempting to age well. I have uh, long silver blonde hair. I'm a white, white person. Um, I'm wearing a black t-shirt right now. I'm in my, my workspace. I, along with the fabulous JJ Hunt, am the co-host of the Talk Description to Me podcast. I'm an arts and culture consultant uh, working in Toronto. I um, work with arts organizations to help make uh, the arts more accessible and inclusive for the blind and low vision community. I identify as, as blind myself. And I'm, I'm also a musician, which modestly Ramya and Rebecca did not describe themselves as, but I know they are. And so that makes uh, the musical components of Radio Lumi especially exciting for, for all of us. And so I will be working a little bit on Guided by Starlight and also 
as excited as Rebecca about Misha's brunch. Uh, live music is something that has been painfully missed and is slowly returning. So uh, very excited about that. Uh, also working on Zagidwin and Built on Genocide, which you'll be hearing a bit more about in a moment, and also in the wake of progress with Edward Bertinsky. And so uh, I just want to say that as a blind person, being able to have the privilege of interviewing a renowned photographer is pretty amazing. Um, so over the next several days, you're going to get to hear all kinds of pairings of the four of us working together. So audio describers, JJ and Rebecca, paired with a member of the blind low vision community, myself or Ramia. So we get the chance to work with each other in, in lots of fun ways and description rich conversations and amazing content that covers the fun stuff, the joyful stuff, and the really important, powerful, serious stuff. So it's it's content that you won't want to miss and that you won't forget. So tonight we're going to be focusing on two powerful pieces, the film Zagidwin and an installation called Built on Genocide. And we want to again say please visit the website because what you hear here is so important and there's always more context and more background on the website. So that's www.luminato.com. So stay tuned. This is content you won't want to miss. Welcome back to Radio Lumi. I'm Christine Malik, and I'm joined now by audio describer JJ Hunt. Tonight, we're going to listen to the described version of the premiere of Zagidwin, a remarkable 22-minute film by Denise Bulduk. We're privileged, both before and after the film itself, to hear the words of Denise Bulduk, the creative director, Candace Scott Moore, a producer, and Brian Solomon, who portrays Crow. First, let's hear from Denise about how she envisioned the film and how it's structured. Well, the journey of Nana Bojo, Trickster, the half-human and half-crow character in Zagidwin, is the natural connector for me, the character creation to link each part of the story I created. This particular trickster is like a conductor and he orchestrates, or they orchestrate, the messages for each part in the story, which is sectioned off as one discovery, the discovery of beauty of the land, the water, the sky, the air, the song, the animals, and the heartbeat. Section two is hope, where Trickster finds hope, finds the artist in a dream and comes out of that dream and it's the artist and the music which bring hope, hope for the future through their songs and messages. And then it's the third section, which is healing, where Trickster is back on the land with the jingle dancers who bring their gift of dance to us for our healing which then is followed by a prayer. And for those of us humans in need of healing, whether from sickness or a need for us to change trickster prayers for us, and then this is followed by the finale song, 
by Isaiah Keda. You know, I love crows. They're mischievous, youthful, and playful birds who I watch all the time. They love shiny things like big cities. I've always envisioned the point of view from the half-human, half-crow trickster. You know, film can create magic through visuals, drones, sounds, um, plus the wings that were created by For the Crow Trickster by Red Pepper, led by um, Gabriella Caruso and Camilo. The wings are perfection. And then there, of course, is Brian Solomon, who is an incredible dancer, choreographer, and the perfect trickster, and I adore him. So we find the movement in this journey, you know, and and I have to also acknowledge uh, the brilliance of John Elliott, who is the director of photography, who I'm super fortunate to have had as my colleague, my solid rock behind creating my story. So there you go. That's what I saw. Denise also helped us to understand the meaning of the word Zagidwin in this context. Here's what she had to say. Well, this work is a direct response to the human, social, economic, and environmental injustices that seem to have really elevated in these past couple years. The pain of so much loss, along with the ugliness of racism and the deep, deep roots of colonial destruction. This truly is the time for change. It's a time to stop our normal behavior and consider how we are really caring for each other and how we need to share respectfully in order to care for each other and also to care for the land and the water. It is likely that our greed, consumption, hatred, and the continual destruction of the land that has put us in this current situation and we oh so desperately need to heal. So Zagdwin or Zagidwin, depending on what area of the land you're from in this, this you know, province, is an Anishinaabe Moan Ojibwe language word that translates to how we love one another. So my intent and my message with Zagidwin is that we stop and we consider this. We consider how we are loving one another. And I extend this message to also include how we are loving the land in which we live on and share. The central figure of Nanabozo, or Trickster, who is described by creator Denise Balduke as Crow-Human, will be referred to as Crow throughout this audio description. 
an integral part of the film is the role of Crow, or Crow-Human. We asked Brian Solomon to explain how, as a dancer and actor, he approached portraying the prominent indigenous figure of Nanabozo, or Trickster, who transforms back and forth from human to crow. I'm um, playing this Trickster as Nanabozo. Um, I'm imagining um, Nanabozo here. Uh, in 2021 and the things that they might um, see or feel from the city. Uh, I was very fortunate from Denise and the team that um, they gave me a lot of license with my interpretation uh, of this. So I think we're kind of making... Um, a new Nanabojo story. There's so many Nanabojo stories. They're innumerable in some ways. And many of them, um, he transforms into uh, a bird. He transforms into all sorts of creatures along his way. Um, and there's just incredible lessons imbued in every single one of the, uh, the stories and how um, he affects the creation and ways of being in the world. So, JJ, as someone local who lives in Toronto, what was it like for you to see familiar places like the Scarborough Bluffs and the Toronto Island in this really unique perspective? So I, I, as, a, as a guy born and raised in Toronto, I do have personal relationships with these places. The, the Toronto Island in particular, I've got family who live on the island. My, both my parents taught at the island school for years and years and years. So I have a personal relationship with the island and it's always nice to see those kinds of familiar places um represented not only in in film and in art projects just because it's there's that lovely moment where you recognize hey that means something to those people too but because uh it it gives you a different understanding of how those places have meaning in other people's lives and uh, and it just reminds you that these are shared places um so as personal as they are to me they are they are equally personal and important to other people and and having those uh shared spaces that you can come at um that you can come to from different directions uh is just nice it's a it, it's a real connection point for me i think i felt that way too the toronto island is a, a place that i've been to many 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 times and it has such beautiful associations and to hear it described as a place of healing felt so appropriate yeah. even even to me just because the time I've spent there has been so meaningful and and long-lasting and, and important um JJ when you first saw the film what did you think were going to be the challenges in describing it so it's always challenging to describe a film that's that's heavily rooted in a culture that's not your own. Um, and and I, I have to say, it was so fantastic to have uh, the, the creators of the film, the producers, some of the actors participate in the description. I got to ask them questions directly. And, and so my understandings of the visuals were directly informed by those uh, by the creators themselves. So, you know, there's that challenge there. But in this case, uh, the, the challenge made, I think, made the description uh, better, richer and, uh, and and more true. So just a huge thanks to, to uh, you know, all the creators who 
who lent their time, who gave us their time and really took the accessibility of, uh, of their content to be, uh, you know, they took it to heart. It was important to them. So just a, a really, again, just a big thanks to them for, uh, for giving us their time. It was so very appreciated. I definitely second that. Hearing their voices and their own personal connection to the work was really, really meaningful for me.